The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. directly from the Recplex in beautiful Wasaga Beach, Ontario. And I have my co-host with me again, Ron McGooey. How are you? Fabulous, Bill. Good to be at the den. Good to be anywhere, as I often say. And we, yeah, we, are, we are a movable feast. We, we change locations. Well, we are on location, if you will. Uh, we, are, we are on location. But, but let's, let's talk about what happened this past weekend and at, at the Masters. Let's talk about that. Well, as you know, I was in the lovely state of Georgia. Yes, and did you uh, go over to the Masters site? At no, all? sadly, I was, in Scon- I was in Sconston, in Marietta, Georgia, which is just a hard five iron from Augusta. However, the press pass didn't work out, and I uh, reached out to anybody. You mean on the, the Beach Booster yeah, press beach pass? Booster pass. Work. Well, I called them before I drove over, and I said, I'm a Beach Booster press pass. And they said, well, that's nice. Buy a ticket. <laughs> that shows you how much power we have. Right. Yes. So I, I, had, you know, I was glued, um, watched all four rounds, and it really was a couple of tournaments rolled into one. It started out... You know, it was very windy down there. It was windy, and there's, there was, it was stormy. On, 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 I think on Wednesday, they actually had to cancel. People that had badges for the practice round, they wouldn't let them on. Or wasn't that the, the uh, par 3 tournament on the Wednesday? Yeah, they did. Yes, it was the par 3 yeah. on Wednesday, yes. Yeah. So they got underway on Thursday in real blustery conditions. It wasn't raining, but it was it was very. I think that in miles per hour, there were it was around 40, 40 mile an hour wind. You know, presented a real good challenge. Now the course was soft because they'd had the rains, so it was a little bit you know soft, so it was gettable. But then the wind sort of mitigated that. But it, and it was a. Uh, I did not see the opening ceremonies live where they they do the honorary tee shots, mm-hmm. which up until this year as I have included. Arnold Palmer. Yeah, of course I uh, I saw the replays as well. Yeah, that was pretty moving, didn't you think? Yeah, it was. It certainly was, and uh, it was uh, certainly certainly Gary Player was uh, was choked up, and uh, and so was uh, so was Jack Nicholson. So was Jack. And he uh, they had Arnie's coat over a chair uh, there or a bench of some sort, and uh, Jack Nicholas uh, held his hat in his hand and pointed skyward. Yes, um, Arnold was not there in person, but he was absolutely there in spirit. Uh, Billy Payne, the chairman, I thought it was a wonderful address, speech, call it what you want, and it, it was just off the cuff. I mean, he didn't write anything down, but it just, again, it just, you know, reinstated, not reinstated, but it just drove home what we've all seemed to have known for years. Uh, he was one special man, and that was a very special place for him. There were ups and downs all the way, which started with the number one player in the world scampering around his rented home in socks, <laughs> apparently. Yes. Which we've all done on hardwood floors. Yes, and he fell down somehow. He, he fell down, went boom, because the coverage of the Masters is well, it's 24-7, basically. So they, I watched him on the range 
prior to the Thursday round, warming up, trying to warm up, and he was hitting shots, and, and then he just sort of put the club down by the bag and went into the, I guess the clubhouse of the medical area. I had to go out and came back in time for the, the three o'clock telecast, and he wasn't playing. He was obviously made probably the right decision. He wasn't 100%, so a whole bunch of the players, because it was quite a field, probably thought, hmm. Yeah, here's my chance, right? Well, we have here's one, one now, down. Yeah, now, after, after the first day, we had our old friend Charlie Hoffman. Yeah. And he was, wow, he shot a 65, I believe. Yeah, excellent round in the wind. He played, he was real competitive for the first couple of rounds. Well, he was right there. Yeah. You know, they had a nice leaderboard assembled. All the usual suspects were hanging around. Ricky Fowler, Rory, Phil. And Spieth was there, too, was Spieth he? was there. Sergio Garcia was playing well. So you had, you had 10 to 15 people all jockeying as we moved in through Friday and then into Saturday when the weather, yeah. the winds calmed down. What, you know, uh, because I was busy most of the weekend, um, mm-hmm. I, I did see the ending of it, but the uh, what happened to Charlie Hoffman? What happened to him? He had he had the first round was 65, and the second round uh, he had he was still in the lead or he at least shot tied. 71 in the second. Yeah. He, well, what happened then? What happened after that? What happened was he didn't fall apart, but there were a couple of two or three to four fellows who started to separate themselves from the pack. Sergio Garcia, Justin Rose. Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, all moved past sort of the, I don't want to call them the pretenders, but so by time by time we got to Sunday, beautiful weather, and then we're looking at about six guys that are, that are, you know, all a little bit under par and all with a real, real serious, real, real serious shot. And then it got down to a lot of people thought, well, because Jordan Spieth made a big charge on Saturday, he's probably gonna, you know, he's 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 money on that golf course. What happened to Rory? Where was Rory? Rory was Rory was, you know, he was he was hanging around, but he never really made a big charge. Uh, no, no catastrophic collapses. But that golf course, it'll wear you down. Yeah, obviously, well, it will. Yeah. It'll wear you down, and it, it's a it's a it's a real tough walk. All right, so we get you know, we get uh, Thursday over with. We get Friday over with. Charlie's still in the lead. At yeah. least tied for the lead, yeah. and then we get to Saturday, and then and then Sunday. Sunday, actually pretty nice weather, I think. Yeah, it was beautiful weather. It was yeah. a beautiful 75 degrees, very yeah. little wind. Yeah. The course is shining like the jewel it is. Yeah. And we just had a, another one of those battle for the ages, because yeah. by the time the front nine is over with, it's basically a two-man horse race. Between? Sergio Garcia and Justin Rose. The Rose of England, who is a... Amazing golfer. He's a great golfer and has been for many years. Yeah. Yeah, he's won a US Open. You know, Serge has been a lot of things. Serge came out of the came out of the uh, came out of the cannon as a nineteen year old. Bravado, a little bit of that Spanish swagger, you know, much like much like Sevi, who which was one of his idols. Even even more swagger. He thought he was he thought he was something else. He was, and he had a ton of talent. And he was ran smack dag smack smack dab into the tiger era. <laughs> I know. And, and, and one, you know, and, and for 10 years, well, over 10 years, gosh, for many years, he's won a lot of tournaments, had a lot of failures, had a lot of come close, has a lot, had a lot of ups and downs in his life, uh, petulant guy in the golf course. I remember vividly, many years ago, he missed a putt and went down to pick the ball up and spit in the cup. 
and didn't make a lot of friends. Had it got into a war of words with Tiger once about something. But I think lately he must have gone to some school to learn how to act properly as a golfer. I think, as it, a was, pro golfer. I think it was the school of growing up. Had his heart literally ripped out of his chest by uh, he was engaged to Greg Norman's daughter and practically left him at the altar. I don't think it was quite like that, but it was a kind of a quick see you later. So uh, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not feeling sorry for the guy, but these professional golfers are all humans. They have a lot of ups and downs in their lives like we all do. He gets to 37 years old, always been a wonderful ball striker, great driver of the golf ball, lost a lot of tournaments on the greens. So Augusta's done that to a lot of people, but it was just a great round. He was dead and buried by the time he gets to the 10th hole. Had a three-stroke lead, coughs it up, Rose is playing well, and then he runs into big trouble on Amen Corner. He's under a bush on 10, I think. It was 10 or 11, and of course, everybody's figures. But he wasn't done. He wasn't done. He yet. wasn't done. Yeah. He came back and hit a towering, towering 8-iron on 15, made the eagle. Yes, he was. That was, a, that was quite, a, what was that, like a, a 10-foot putt, maybe even more, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a 10-footer. Yeah. Uh, which, he seemed to, seemed to be better on the longer putts than the shorter ones. And then Justin Rose apparently twigs a muscle in his back, and there's a little uncertainty, is he going to make it? And they go back and forth, and back and forth, and end up tied going 18. Yeah, I know, that was exciting. They both played the, the, the last hole in regulation, they both played it well. Tell me, why, why is the Masters so exciting? Like, but, you, know. you know why it's so exciting? And that's what I wanted to talk about. It's so exciting because it has one of the best fields, it's a fantastic golf course, and us, not the patrons, but the fans, we know the golf course. We've seen it for years. You've been watching it for more years than I have. But unlike a lot of tournaments that move around, whether it's the British Open, the US Open, or the PGA, you know, you may not see Baldestral every year. You may not see Carnoustie. But we, the fans, we know 11. We know 10. We know the 15. You can hit a big drive and get on. So, so we, we know it. It's like an old, comfortable couch. It's And we're, we're glued to it, aren't we? We, we are glued to it. Because generally, it provides a whole lot of drama. Yeah. And normally does. No, and and it, didn't, it, didn't, it didn't let us down either. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, it's one of those ones where, you know, you hate to see one of those guys lose. There was a sure a lot of sentimental favoritism for, for, for Sergio. And everybody was talking about, wow, such good sportsmanship. They were high-fiving each yeah, other. I know, and they, I know, I know. Not like, the normal, not like the normal duel on the golf cart. They were happy for each other. You'd almost think that... No. Somebody was up there. Yeah. Make you know there was a whole lot of Arnold in that, in that atmosphere, and yeah. you know obviously. So so in in the butler's cabin they put the jacket onto Sergio. Yeah, put it on him. And you know what? He hasn't taken it off yet. <laughs> Good for him. There was there was a picture, and I don't know whether you saw it or not, no. either on Instagram or Facebook, of. Sergio walking down uh, a street in New York City wearing his green jacket. It was just amazing. <laughs> I think that pretty well sums it up. I know. He it, is, he is it, not going to take it off. He's no. just going to keep wearing it. He's a, good, for, good, he's a, for, good for him. He's a Masters champion, and, and now we have the rest of the majors with 
you know, all our usual suspects, all the young guns, you know, Phil, and now it's going to be, geez, maybe, maybe Sergio will win maybe another Sergio, one. Maybe Sergio, maybe Sergio. It was a great week. I, I, was, I left Marietta, George, because I, I was coming home. I, um, my wife is staying down to, to look after her friend who had a shoulder replaced. So I had to plan this properly. I thought if I get out of Marietta at 4.30 in the morning Sunday, I should arrive in the hotel in Pittsburgh by 3 o'clock. Uh, and you did it? You did worked, it. Worked yeah. well. Right. That was a long trip, though, the first day, you know, coming back. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I mean, it, but that was okay to be in Pennsylvania, um, not too, too far from uh, yeah. where, Arnold, uh, where Arnold grew up. It's yeah, so like you had a 12-hour drive there that you, you had to get to. Is that was a 12-hour drive? Yeah, it's about 12 hours, I think, with, with uh, two gas stops and and a couple of rest stops for yeah. what we all need to do on the road. Right, right, very good. Okay, we're, uh, we're through with golf, just for a moment anyway. Oh, yes, okay, for now, a moment. You know what's going to start tonight? Now, we're, um, we're not going to talk about Blue Jays because they're, what, one and six now. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, the Major League Baseball season's underway, and there's, oh, there's all kinds of panic, but we're going to talk about the panic and next show. Yeah, we'll do that next show, but, but uh, tonight, you know what starts tonight? This is Wednesday. You know what starts tonight? The NHL playoffs. And you know what? We have five teams. Five teams? Five Canadian teams in there. So Leafs have pushed the Blue Jays off the front page. They are back in the playoffs with their rookie-laden talent, young, talented team. Yeah, they are. You're talking about the Leafs now. Talking right? about the Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. But there are there are four other Canadian teams in there too. We there should four be, others. Yes, we should be happy about that. We are happy about that. Um, it may be a little difficult to watch a couple of them given our sleep patterns. Or a couple do reside in the West. Yeah. I thought maybe we could just move through series by series. Our show lives in infamy or either in fame on yeah. on, on the podcast. And then we can take a look back in about a week to ten days oh my God. and see how we do you, did. Do you have a list of them here? I, I can't. I, I'm going to take us through the Eastern Conference first. Okay. And we'll start with, you know, the team down the road here in the big smoke. Mm-hmm. Toronto Maple Leafs are back in. And what a great idea. Let's have them play the team with the most points, the Washington Capitals. But they wanted them to play the Ottawa Senators, didn't Well, they? what you want and what you get sometimes in life are two different things. I know. If they would have won the last game... They yeah. would have played Ottawa. Well, if I could have, you know, learned how to hook, draw the ball instead of fade it. But this way, at least maybe both Canadian teams have a chance. Oh, well, everyone has a chance. Yeah. And, you know, again, this is a young group, and maybe it's a good idea. Let's, let's throw them in against the best team. They have no pressure. They're playing with house money. They're not going to win the Stanley Cup this year. <laughs> this is going to be, of course, mm-hmm. this will be hilarious if, if that happens. So let them go and play with house money. They can be loosey-goose. They can play a team that's way better than them, loaded with veterans, deeper and deeper than the Mississippi River. What are we looking at? Well, I think there's no... Yeah, they might give them a good fight, but I think the, uh, the Capitals are still going to come back and, and win this series. Yeah, I, 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 I think so. I mean, it, it would be... We're not going to go with the Leo Cahill act of God thing. But... I, I think they'll win. If they win two games, awesome. I, I think yeah, that would be one. great. Yeah. I think they'll win one, and I think they'll... Okay, so let's, uh, let's go on to the next series. What's well, we'll, we'll keep in, keeping in the East here. Okay. Tonight we have the Senators of Ottawa opening up against the Boston Bruins. Oh, yeah. yeah. That could be a real... No, um, I, I think the Senators have a good chance in this one. I really do. I think that they, they could win this one. 
So I'm going to call the senator. She's going to. Okay, Bill's on the record to take the senators. I think. I do think they'll give them a good a good battle. I just think Boston is a little deeper, and they still have some pretty good veteran players. Uh, Bergeron, um, you know that little guy that everyone likes to hate, who had a heck of a season. Oh, yeah. you know, uh, Mr. Marchand, and a pretty good goalie. And I, I just, yeah, I, I have a hunch Boston's going to win that. I'll go Boston. You're going with Boston. I'll go Boston. You go Ottawa. Okay. Staying in the East here before we move on to another Canadian, uh, more of our Canadian teams. Well, this is a, a Canadian team, actually. This is the other uh, series that gets going tonight. It's the Montreal Canadiens, original six matchup against the New York Rangers. Rangers, potential good goaltending matchup. Yeah, I, I don't think that uh, I don't think the Rangers are good enough to beat Montreal. Quite frankly, I think Montreal are going to come through. Terry Price is real playoff guy, and absolutely, he, and he's going to. He's going to stonewall them, and uh, so I'm going to pick Montreal. Okay, I, I, I think I'm going to also. A little concerned about Montreal's scoring depth, but I do hear uh, a lot of rumblings that uh, Lundqvist is not, he's not at the top of his game. Uh, if he was, it would be a coin flip, mm-hmm. but I'm going, to go with, I'm going to go with the best goalie in the National Hockey League. And okay. They win a lot of playoff series. I'll go with, I'll go with the okay, heavy Where top. are we going next? We're going to go next. We're going to move... To the last of the series in the East, which could be a dandy. Pittsburgh Penguins, defending Stanley Cup champions, against those buzzing Blue Jackets of Columbus. Wow, that's, mm. a, that's a really, really something. I, uh, I, I hate to do this, but I'm going to pick Columbus. I am really going to pick them. They are good, They're very good. They're good, they're good. They have, a, they have an interesting coach. However, they, have, they do have a good team. And you know what? Um, Pittsburgh's missing Chris Letang, and I believe he's a pretty, pretty valuable defenseman. And I, I think I think it'll go seven. But I think I think, and, and I do believe the uh, I believe the um, the Columbus goalie is a little bit better than than who's in in, in the pipes for Pittsburgh. So I'm going to go along with you in Columbus. And okay, so. We're not arguing very much here, but that's okay. That's much. okay. That's but we haven't gone west yet. No, we haven't. So let's do that. Let's go west, young man. Mm-hmm. So you you know the matchups there. So let's hear them. Well, they, they, we have a we have a nice, a real dandy one kicking off tonight. Edmonton Oilers are back. Alberta's all a buzz. Connie McDavid was he was kind of like in a bit of a battle for the Hart Trophy about a month ago, but apparently he just put the foot on the. Uh, on the gas pedal, and in the last month, won the scoring title. And yeah, no, he's amazing. He's had an amazing year. Yeah, he has an amazing year. Yeah, and they have uh, they've improved a lot of. Uh, I mean, they're a young team too, and they're playing the San Jose Sharks, who are, who have a, a roster that is definitely in, in the twilight. Still very talented. The Joe Thorntons and that cast there have been there a long time, but Edmonton has home ice advantage. They're fast. Well, you know, I uh, I'm going to pick Edmonton. I, I not not out of sentiment, but no. uh, out of gut feeling. I think it's uh, I think they're going to win. I think they. I think they're going to win too. It. I think they're yeah. going to outskate those guys, and I think they will. I think they'll move on. Then we have the other team in Alberta. They're not starting tonight, but the Calgary Flames are burning bright again. They're mm-hmm. back in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and they are heading into a tough, tough building where they, apparently they. Apparently they haven't won in our lifetime, or almost like that. They're playing the Ducks of Anaheim. Mm-hmm. 
And they just have, seriously, it's been many, many years since they've won in Anaheim, a hockey game. I believe to win one of these series, you have to win, you've got to win something on the other team's ice. Uh, yeah, you, you, you have to win at least one of the first two, I would think. Yeah, yeah. so they're in tough. Anaheim's a good team, Calgary's a good team. I think, uh, I think the Ducks are going to take this one, I really do. Uh, as much as I would like to cheer for Calgary, uh, I'm going to go with Anaheim. Anaheim. Geez, we're, we're we're in agreement a lot here. I'm going to I'm going to also take the the Duckaroos, but I think it'll be a good close series. I do, I do. Then let's move on to a couple of American matchups, uh, all American matchups. The Chicago Blackhawks, perennially pretty good team. They're playing the Nashville Predators and PK Subban. Well, um, you, you know, uh, the Predators are pretty good. The Predators are pretty I, good. I, I like them, and, and not that I'm a big fan of, of PJ, but... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Chicago, they're pretty loaded still. Yeah. You know, Patrick Kane, I, I'm on gonna, and on and on and on and on. I'm, I'm going to go with Nashville. You're going with Nashville. Yeah, I am. Ooh, put a few dollars down on that one. It'll pay. Yeah. Uh, I I've still have no reason to think that Chicago will not score a ton of goals. They have a good coach in Joel, Gant- Joel Quenville. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride the Hawks. Okay. I'm going right. to ride the Hawks. Yeah. Now, well, this, if the Hawks win this series, they'll be Stan- Stanley Cup champ. You think that, that once they get out of the first yeah. round, they'll, yeah. they'll roll again? Yeah. Yeah, you know what? That's, uh, that's a good observation. Yeah. If you're going to get them, you got to get them early. However, I'm still going to go with Nashville. So okay. Okay. Beautiful. The St. Louis Blues are taking on the Minnesota Wild. And unless you're a real rabbit hockey fan, you probably don't see a lot of their games, either of those teams. Uh, I think Minnesota's had a good year. St. Louis is back in the playoffs. Um, they unloaded a few people at the deadline. Coin flip for me. I, uh, I, I'm going to pick St. Louis because I do like the Blues. So I'm going to pick St. Louis in this one. Well, I'm going to go with the Wild only because in 1967 I, I abandoned the Maple Leafs and followed the Minnesota North Stars. Well, and the- because when they moved to Dallas, I, I followed the Dallas Stars and the Stars are... They're not playing anymore. They're on no. the golf course. So I'll go with the Wild. Okay. But only because they're playing out of Minnesota. All right. So we have, what, one more series to go, or is that it? I believe we have covered all the have action. We? Okay. We've yes, we covered have. everything. Yes, we have. Uh, uh, so how many... Four series on the... So how many teams have we got in here now? We, we have 16 teams, 16 battling, teams. battling it out. And, and, and tell me, and correct me if I'm wrong, they used to play the first series... The best of five. They did a three of, yes, the best three out of five. And These what are is now it, what is all it? best four out of seven. They're all four out of seven now. Yeah, which, okay. which like we talked about before, it's, it can, it's, a, it's a nasty grind. Yeah. Uh, I, I, again, you can win a series, but if you come out real beat up and then play a team that maybe, you know, dispatch the other guys in four or five, it's tough. Mm. It's a, it, it's a, but it's a great tournament. Oh, I, I know. love it. I know. You know, uh, we'll be... Uh, We'll be sitting down. We'll be sitting on that sofa watching all kinds of games, and 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 the odd Blue Jay game as well. Absolutely. Well, Easter weekend is jam packed. Yeah, we've, we've got uh, we've got some baseball. We've got tons of hockey. Do you have any Easter plans? And we've got some yard work to do as well. Well, yes. Easter I think, plans. What are your Easter plans? Easter plans are are basically at home, excepting on. Um, what have I got? I've got something in. In Elmville, I have to go to. Oh, it's a garage sale. The Elmville Lions Club 
are going to have a garage sale on Saturday morning starting at 7 o'clock. What would Larry show be without a local plug for something? I know, I know. Good. And there we go. Anyway, uh, is that all you're going to talk about today? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm starting to, you know, come down from the master's high, yeah. take a breath. But I can't, I'm not worried about the Jays. I can't imagine that you, without a piece of paper in front of you, knew exactly what the matchups of NHL were. That's amazing. Yeah, well, let's just see if they're right. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, that's another edition of Larry Doesn't Play Here Anymore. Until next time, from another undetermined location, <laughs> wish everyone a, yeah. have an excellent and safe Easter weekend. Okay. You're listening to Beach Booster Radio. The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Hi, this is Brian Smith, Mayor of the Town of Wasaga Beach, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio.